Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine a year where they made a mummy movie without Brendan Fraser. Oh no, 2017. That was a terrible year, Zach. No, I mean the good one. Made in 1932. Hello and welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. Oh, it's a podcast. We're reviewing old movies. We're in 1932 at the moment. I'm actually here in 1932, and I've got to be a bit quiet because me and this orphan who's been following me around throughout this adventure, there's a whole backstory. Have a listen to the last episodes to, to understand it, but we're currently sneaking around an American museum late at night. Oh, we're sneaking, we're sneaking. Oh, no. Oh, orphan, don't touch that. Wow! Oh, the orphan just j- just gave a bit of a scare. we got to run out of here. we got to run out of this museum. Oh, we're outside of the museum. My goodness, that was funny. Oh, there's a man playing the guitar on the steps of the museum. What's going on over there? Let's go talk to him. Hello. Who are you? Who are you? My name is Sandro. I don't think I've said that yet. Uh, oh, yeah. You hadn't stated your name previously. Well, I'll state my name. I'm George... Oh, fuck. Um... <laughs> I'm George Bouchon, but the last name's French, and it sounds weird with a French, uh, a Texas accent. That is a very strange name to say in a Texas accent. Oh my goodness, are you a rock and roller? Are you a rock and roller? I absolutely am, and as you can tell by my fancy electrical instrument, I'm an inventor too. Yo, did you invent the electric guitar? I absolutely did, at least... The first commercially available electric guitar produced in America in 1932. Oh my god, that's so cool. You're such a rock and roller. You're such a rock and roller. I'm a cool guy. That's why I was here to break into this museum, but you beat me to it. Oh my god, why are you going to break into the museum? Oh, because you're just living that rock and roll life, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just a rebel. Are you a rebel with or without a cause? Because that's going to judge how I kind of handle this scenario. My cause is capitalism, and I'm mass-producing guitars. Oh, I've got to punch you in the stomach. I'm going to punch you in the stomach, sir. Here we go. I'm punching you in the stomach. Oh! Oh! (laughs) Why would you do that? That, There was no purpose to that, but I respect it. Oh my god, that that happened. The, oh, hey. the guitar went like inside the guy, and then Zach came out of the guy as the guitar, but the guitar was Zach, and it was wild and body horror. And honestly, that- it's just ridiculous. I'm just trying Imagine to explain. If this was your first episode listening to this. <laughs> 
Oh my god, Zach, you came into the body of that rock and roller. Yeah, you must feel really cool. I do feel um rather electric. Bow! Yeah, I guess we're just going to record the episode out at night in America in 1932 out the front of this museum that I broke into. Yeah, why uh why did you break into a museum? Oh, I Did we um, learn anything from the movie we just watched? I was breaking into the museum because I was going to try and find uh, find my grandpa. My grandpa's in a museum. Oh, <laughs> He's stuck okay. in a museum. Yeah. 1932, was he alive? Uh, he might have been a kid. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> hey, maybe he was in a museum. We'll have to look for him at the end of this episode. But... I guess. <laughs> That's not going to be important plot-wise at all, is it? Ah, uh, we'll find a way. Anyway, we're reviewing The Mummy. Last week we did Frankenstein and Dracula, and we uh, we couldn't get enough of the Universal monster movies that all share the same cast. <laughs> so we're doing The Mummy from 1932. Now, Zach, we're both big fans of the Brendan Fraser one, and it's the Tom Cruise one as well. I've heard that you really, really enjoyed that Tom Cruise one with Russell Crowe as well. I'm insulted. <laughs> um, but, but also, yeah, absolutely. I love the Brendan Fraser one, at least. And nothing to add on that. I love Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's great. We, we've we done recordings on Brendan Fraser. It's fantastic. Yeah, we, we reviewed The Mummy Returns last year. It was, it was a good one. Not as good as the first one, but it's still pretty good. Mission Impossible Mummy Edition was not so good. No, it wasn't. It was a bad movie. Yeah, I'm try I was trying to remember it to try and be like, uh, you remember that scene where they dumped a sarcophagus in like liquid uh metal? What was it? It was mercury or something for some reason. I think Tom Cruise kissed the mummy to death. Yeah, but then he got god powers, and he was like a god mummy person, because he was dead. Because they were turning it into a superhero franchise, that's right. Yes, which is so dumb it hurts, and it was painful, and you could see what the big fat executives going, Oh, yes, we're gonna get so much money from the superhero franchise. (laughs) Oh, I did quite like who they cast as the mummy, though. That was a cool kind of change on, on the mummy. Uh, the problem was that um, that whole film sucked. Hello, I'm Dr. Jekyll. This not my voice. Some Russell Crowe tried to do a bad voice. I'm Dr. <laughs> Jekyll. Oh, that's a hand of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, that Ooh. one, th- that jar over there, it's empty because of in- Invisible Man inside it. <laughs> oh, my voice has gone to the orphan. My voice now sounds like the orphan. Hello. Are you the orphan's dad? <laughs> Who is this? Oh, my God, maybe. Anyway... Besides the terrible Tom Cruise one, this movie, pretty good. I am surprised that it is so similar to The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Me too. It's like it, like the plot is kind of both of them as well. Yeah. The plot is a pretty even split between The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. There's like elements from both those movies in here, which is really fun. And yeah, it's very similar. I thought- for some reason, I thought this movie was just about a mummy that comes alive in a museum and kills people, but that might be another one. Yeah, maybe that's a different mummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mummy in this one's kind of like, he's not even particular. He is scary, but he's not like going around murdering people. Mm-hmm. He just wants to get his dead wife back. And we can all relate to that. We can. He's not even that bad of a guy. No, he's, he's not. He's not even that bad of a guy. Like in the reboot ones, Imhotep, terrible guy. Yeah, yeah, he murders some people. Yeah, in this one, I don't know what, 
Imhotep dabbled in dark magic? We all do. Who fucking cares? Yeah, Put it in. It's we've fun. all done a bit of dark magic before. We've all killed a security guard in a museum because we got caught casting an uh, incantation to bring our dead wife That's to right. life. That's we've right. all been we've all there. done that. Anyway, after that spoiler, we're going to do some non-spoilers and then we'll get into spoilers <laughs> oh, <shit>. later. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that was a very specific spoiler. Whoops. Ah, well, so someone dies in the movie. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It got a little bit boring for me near the end. Oh, as yeah. I think it was just like kind of repeating the same story beats over and over again to drag it out. But also- all monster movies from this era do that, so whatever, it's fine. Yeah, and also it's unfair because we've actually seen this plot before yes. in Brendan Fraser. And that one is better than this, I think. Oh, I prefer, uh, they're very different movies, but yes. in terms of like, what's the best mummy movie, it's the first Brendan Fraser one for sure. Okay, okay, that, that uh, that's, a, that's a bold take, that's a bold take. I feel like it's unfair, obviously, because it's like a it's like a horror situation, right? Yes. Because you've got this mummy is like an old monster movie, which is technically sort of a horror movie, you know, the the scariness, and like how horror has evolved throughout the years to having to be more and more intense, to the point where even even non horror movies, like I'd say the Mummy, the Brendan Fraser movie, because it's it, it's not a horror. No, but there are horror elements yes. which are more scary than anything horror did back around this age. Like let's say CGI scarabs crawling under your skin. Ugh, gross. Gonna get gonna give a young Zach nightmares for days for sure. Uh, and I think as well. I mean, yeah, the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies—they're not horror films. They are adventure movies yeah. they're action movies and this is strictly a horror movie it's so it's like people talking then oh scary then people talking then oh something scary uh which is how horror films were back then which is fine because i still like them and yeah i thought this was pretty fun i enjoyed it the makeup oh my god the makeup Woo-hoo. yeah it was and and the sets yeah I really like the sets as well. We got this Egyptian theme going in. We got these tombs. We got these innate carvings of Egyptian hieroglyphics. Well, yeah, because this film came, what, like 10 years after they opened Tutankhamun's tomb? Yeah. And all like the Curse of the Pharaoh shit started going down and everyone was talking about it and everyone involved in the opening died or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense that they would make a movie like this around this time also makes sense that uh, a lot of the 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 historical stuff in this is not it's not it's not it but also i don't care it's fun whatever you say around this time but it's 10 years after although to be fair i still feel like i'm living in 2015 so i guess i can't say anything that's yeah. true you know that's fair that's fair this does seem around the same time yeah yeah but yes there was a lot of mummy hype especially um, not necessarily Tutankhamun's tomb, but there was just a lot of mummy hype in general, where people were, like, grounding up old mummies and, like, getting ground up mummy and putting it in shit, like, to drink and eat and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was just all around mummy fever. You think that we're in a mummy fever right now with fucking... Resident Evil 8 and Twitch, but no, no, <laughs> back then was the real mummy fever, I'll tell you that much. I'm glad you mentioned Twitch. Of course, um, but of uh, it was a good movie. I liked 
I I was surprised, yeah. I thought also that it would be more like a horror of a mummy going around doing a bit of murder, because, like, in the Brendan Fraser buddy, it starts off with the mummy being sort of just a monster, but then he evolves into more of a humanoid figure once he's he's got his lackey and he gets more skin on his face. But but this one sort of just leads right into the mummy pretending to be uh, alive. Yes, it's true. And the mummy, of course, Imhotep, played by Boris Karloff, who is an English man, is a white man, uh, unsure if he was wearing brown face because this film's in black and white, uh, but a little bit problematic. But hey, in the Brendan Fraser one, Imhotep also played by a white slash South American guy. So, you know, it, it is what it is. The whole franchise kind of racist, actually. It's fine. <laughs> it's funny that uh, the uh, the Brendan Fraser ones is uh, accurately racist. Yeah. In its casting. They really, uh, they did a good job with the, um, with all of that. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of the problem with, uh, with the mummy movies, uh, is when you make movies about ancient Egypt, you can kind of fall into those trappings. But, you know, um, there's some good stuff in here. I wanted to know if the characters' names were the same, because when they introduced Imhotep, I was like, oh, he's called Imhotep. And then he starts doing stuff under the name Ardith Bay which is the name of the like one of the protectors or whatever in the mummy and i was like oh that's like a similar name yeah. is the main character going to be called rick and it's like no it's frank but uh it's it, it's interesting how they kept some names and didn't keep others well yeah cuz who gives a shit about the name rick versus like armin cat and other things like that you know like some of those are more important to the plot than others and also, another fun fact is uh, that the original movie was set in 1926, whereas this movie is set in 1932. How about that? How about that? Hmm. Some more fun facts. In the credits, the guy who plays the pharaoh, they misspelled the name pharaoh in the co- <laughs> in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. They didn't have spell checker back then, so yeah. But I think it's got a pretty good cast. Did you like any of the, I guess, the humans, any of the human characters? I quite liked the old guy, the superstitious old guy, who I think is played by the same guy who played Van Helsing, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The same actor. Yeah, we got him like three times in a row. And hey, he's a good actor. He is. Although, to be fair, in this movie, he's like exactly the same as Frankenstein. He's lit. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. He's exactly the same as Dracula. Where he's the superstitious professor yeah. who doesn't want them to do, you know, these things. It's pretty much the same character. Although in this one, he's like just constantly refusing to do things because it's cursed. <laughs> yes. He is very good in this one. I really enjoyed him. Uh, he's very fun. Mm. Uh, we've also got Helen, who's fine. There's a really good moment with her when... Our main character, Frank, has to call her to do something. And then we cut to her on the phone with someone being like, yes, I'll be right there. And you're like, cool, she's going to go see Frank. But no, it turns out, turns out Imhotep called her first. Oh, that's pretty good. A bait and switch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. there, pretty fun, pretty fun stuff. I thought she was pretty good. She also had like a, um, she had like a crisis uh, that she acted out pretty well, where because she is essentially like two people at once. Yes, it's the same as Rachel Weiss's character in the original. That's, the, that's that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but she has this sort of crisis of like, I don't want to die. Mm. Uh, but yes, unfortunately, she's still just a damsel in distress. Yes. Which is a bit, that's a bit cringe, I'd say. A little bit mummy. cringe, I think so a little as cringe. well. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, because the story with her being the princess reincarnated, is that in the original mummy or is that only in the sequel? It's only in the sequel, right? Um, the, Rachel Weiss's The Mummy Reincarnated or whatever. No, I think that's in the first one. You think that's in the first one? In the first one, uh, I'm reading it now. In the first one, she, Imhotep mistakes her ah, for yeah. the love and then is going to kill her to resurrect the person. But she's not like, you are the person resurrected, which I think is more what this film leans into. Yeah, no, but it still happens in the first one where, like, there's this whole damsel in distress thing. Oh, 100%. And then the second- Yeah, yeah. In the second one, they have this whole thing where they were, like, sisters in- Or is that the third one? No, that's the second one where she has that long flashback. Yeah, the long flashback where they have a fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, which is very silly. That's the second one. Which is kind of funny because, um, yeah- uh, in the original, hey, she's a white lady. In mm. in the in the in the remake, also also white lady. Yeah, there we go. The Brendan Fraser films accurately remade. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I thought she was good. I thought Frank was pretty fun too. Frank's dad, Sir Joseph, was very fun as well. Um, you know, he's kind of a denier of the supernatural until he really has no choice but to believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic character. I love that character that's like, ah, this supernatural stuff doesn't exist. This yeah. is all stupid. And then everything goes super supernatural. It's like, oh, I guess I'm completely wrong. <laughs> but the whole time I was just thinking this movie really needed a Jonathan. It needed the, mm. the younger brother who's just making jokes the whole time. That's what this movie needed, Zach. That's what I think this movie needed. You can- you're entitled to that opinion. Yeah, just get one of the Marx Brothers to come in here and start chasing <laughs> women around, and that's the whole joke. It's just in the no! background. No! No! Stop chasing women! No! <laughs> Sandro, bad! Bad opinion, Sandro. But I, I, I liked also the the mummy in this. It is He's good. I like his powers- his non-specific powers. I'm not going to spoil them. Mm-hmm. Did you think he worked uh, better or worse in this than he did in Frankenstein? Like, as an actor. I think he's better in this because he gets to act. Yeah, yeah. He, well, yeah. In, in, in Frankenstein, he, he he actually doesn't get many scenes. No. He does well with his scenes because he has that, like, he goes, and going, like, crazy because someone brought fire into the room. Or whatever, and like when he's having fun with the girl and piffing her into a lake, great acting, so great fun, acting, so fun. Yes, but he really didn't get to flex his acting capabilities. Where in this one, I think he he got uh, a lot more screen time, yeah. and a lot more acting flash, and it was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. He did get a lot of makeup, though. I think it took him like eight hours in makeup to get the mummy look put on. There was a lot of makeup, and it looked great. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, like, just, like, thankfully, I think a good part about these early movies being so short 
and they don't really like what modern movies would do is they would shoot the movie to be like three and a half hours long and then cut just stuff out of it. Whereas back then, I don't think they did that as much. So I think he was able to shoot everything that he needed to in costume in one day. So only had to do that in one day. Mm. Like that would have been a relief. Like nowadays it would have been like every single day of the week you show up and get this makeup put on for eight hours and then have to act and then get it taken off for eight hours and then go sleep for three hours and oh, then you're back my on God. set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That would be crazy. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to mention. Oh, the music. There's music in this one, kind of. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, not getting into any spoilers, but there were some effects that I'm sure you were happy with. There were some sound effects where magic stuff happened, like a... <laughs> which was very silly for that final little thing that happened there at the end. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I was going to say, you got you you were missing them in uh in Dracula but you got your Nickelodeon sound effects that you were craving. It wasn't that it it was corny. Boing. There wasn't any wow. boing it was just a b- <laughs> No, I'm exaggerating of course. How was there a bee in my room? <laughs> Oh my god, anyway, the mummy's um, curse! It's coming for oh us! No. There's a bee in Sandro's room! Oh no! That's an Egyptian bee. It's an Egyptian bee? Ah yes, those famous Egyptian bees. <laughs> I'm sure they had them, surely. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, they even have hieroglyphics of them. Yeah, Boom. there we go. It's an Egyptian bee. He's gonna eat you. Oh, no. He's gonna crawl under your skin. Not the Egyptian bees. Not the <laughs> Egyptian bees. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, there was something else. Oh, yeah. And there was one moment, I think it's like a pretty tense scene between Imhotep and Helen, where there was like this background buzz the whole time to kind of insert tension kind of like some brown noise to make you be like oh a bit on edge that was effective as well that's what i wanted in dracula yeah like something background like white noise just for some scary scenes and i'm glad that. yeah uh, yeah yeah. i appreciated in in moments where like dracula was like sneaking up on a person there was just dead silence you know i liked i liked that but like there was also places where you know, music could have been good as well. Or, yeah. or brown noise or just yeah. some, some tense music to make you p- put you on edge, mm. you know. So- something could have been added, whereas this actually had it and it was uh, it was better for it. I agree. I think so. Although that one scene where I think they, it's the first scene we see with the mummy, there is no music and that was effective though. That was very effective. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's everything we got to say. Uh, do we rate this now and then move on to spoilers? Oh, this is an oldie. This oh, is the worst no. mummy movie uh, I've seen this year. Um, Have you seen any other mummy movies this year? Nope. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, it's probably still a goodie, but uh, Brendan Fraser, though. Mm, gonna have to put this at a second on the mummy uh, tier list, you know? And this isn't going up there. I'm trying to think if I prefer this or The Mummy 2. Because mm. Mummy Returns was not as good for me going back to it. Because <laughs> that film, kind of cheesy and silly, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very stupid. <laughs> no, uh, like, this is definitely a goodie. But, like, uh, oh, I'd, I'd put it after the Brendan Fraser as well, probably. It feels sacrilegious to do so. But uh, also Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I mean, the Mummy with Brendan Fraser is amazing. It's a, a, it's such a fun movie. It's, it's, but it's also a different genre, so it's a bit unfair to pit them up against each other. Yeah, but still, good movie. 
And also, I mean, we'll get this out of the way now. Uh, there weren't any direct sequels to this film. Ooh. Um, the Mummy does return in some Universal Monsters stuff, but it wasn't until 1940 that he got another movie. Ooh. Uh, and it's called The Mummy's Hand, and it's just kind of a remake. Ah. It's just kind of a remake of this, but I think it's not Imhotep, it's a different- Egyptian, so technically it's canon in the universe. And then that got a bunch of sequels, and then eventually Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy was, yep. was the comedy <laughs> one. They got to a point where it's this comedy. Hey, well, if Abbott and Costello finally meet them, you know it's a proper franchise, you know. That's right. Ten years ago, it was, does Nick Fury meet them? If Nick Fury meet them, part of franchise. But in the 50s, it was, did Abbott and Costello meet them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. The end credit scene, you know? Abbott and Costello show up to recruit you to the Avengers. Exactly. All right, I'm going to try and trap this bee because it's, like, right in my microphone. Yep. <laughs> I'll be right back. Haha, <laughs> bee. Howdy, it's me, Sally McSeller, and oh boy, do I have a product for you. The product is Sandro and Zach doing more podcasts. They do so many. They do two extra a month over on Patreon, and you can subscribe for upwards of five US dollars and get those bonus episodes, like this brand new one. Oh my God, do the boys love Rob Schneider so much that they reviewed Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo and definitely didn't hate every second of it. Here's a clip. And so he gives her a foot massage. By the way, uh, you sure? Who 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 directed this? Uh, oh, I was going to get to that. This was directed by Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell? You sure it wasn't directed by Tarantino? Oh my god, are you talking about all the feet shots in the movie? Yeah! There's a whole, there's a whole fucking shit ton of feet in this film. It has a foot fetish. I've got a review for Raving Reviews that's about that as well. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Woohoo! Boy, do I want to check that bonus episode out, and I can by heading over to Patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod but hey if you can't afford five dollars a month one dollar a month will get you ad free episodes meaning you can just skip this part of the show with me in it that's great because i'm an american what does that mean all right guys spoilers mummy spoilers spoilers as a mummy the mummy! Oh my god, he he's fucking the mummy. Everyone's chilling in a room. Oh my god, he's fucking the mummy. The mummy's <laughs> fucking the mummy. God damn! I mean, uh, that's what he wants to do. But first, he has to turn the mummy into his mummy. Helen is too young to be a mummy. That's uh, that's not. Let's just. I, I mean, it's the thirties, so you know everyone was kind of forced to have kids when you're in your twenties. But yeah, um, <laughs> like she's. No, she doesn't look look like a. Ma- well, I, 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 don't I disagree, sir. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I disagree. Any mummy can be a mummy if you're you're you wanted enough. You know, mm-hmm. can be your mummy. You know. Hey, I liked. So the the movie starts off in 1921, where they're doing some archaeology. They find Imhotep sarcophagus. They open it. A dumb kid reads from the the Book of the Dead, or yeah. in this one it's called the Scroll of Toth, yeah. and then resurrects Imhotep, and then we go, like, forward to 1932. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It skips ten years. I was I was surprised at this. Were yeah. you, though? Because every single one of these universal, like, monster movies has just moved at a bloody clip, mate. They've moved through the setup so quickly. I just didn't expect a ten-year jump itself. I, uh, the movie, The movie can go as fast as it wants. That makes sense. That's great. I love it. 
No, I just didn't expect there to be a 10-year jump where they resurrect the mummy and then there's a 10-year jump. Like, what the fuck? What has the mummy been doing this whole time, you know? In the in the Brendan Fraser one, they resurrect the mummy and shit goes down immediately. Yeah. There is a mummy to deal with now. There is no, like, oh, let's wait around while the mummy builds up power. Although, to be fair, in the adventure one, he has, like, fucking powers to murder people. It's true. Where in this one, his powers are a bit less crazy, but still powerful. He's got he's got a magical wishing well. Yeah. Which I really liked. That was like the worst power you could possibly <laughs> start on. He has literal mind control powers. He's got mind control powers, which are really cool. He, li- he can kill people from miles away. He's incredibly strong, too. He's a, he's a strong boy. Yes. He's got zooming in close on his eyeballs. They glow. Oh. He's got glowing eyes. That was a good shot as well. That was very good. Very scary. That That's what you wanted from Dracula, right? Yes. You wanted those glowing, the zoom into the face of the glowing eyes. Yeah. I'm glad that they've, like, it's... It's only been, like, as of when this came out, like, a year and ten months since Dracula came out. But they've already kind of fixed all my issues, like, on the technical side <laughs> of that movie. So I'm like, great, all right, I guess that's fine then. You just wanted some cool special effects. That's all I wanted. someone who who dabbles in special effects themselves. I understand. That makes sense. You would want this. But yeah, the uh, the opening is like they're talking about the Egyptian stuff and then a dumb boy, he uh a dumb young lad, he opens the cursed box, which is like, hey, whoever opens this is probably going to have a bad day. Oh, his name is Ralph. Fucking Ralph. All Ralphs would do that. God damn it, Ralph. Yeah. Fucking Ralph. Ralph went and wrecked it. Um he he goes insane cuz he sees the mummy yes. like walk away. He like gets up picks up the scroll of life and walks away and uh he saw that so he goes insane yeah he dies in a straitjacket you know he he gets put into a straitjacket and then he dies while laughing in that straitjacket according to the movie yeah 10 years later the son of the chief archaeologist yes who had had sort of witnessed the insanity and the scroll being stolen and the mummy like leaving he, he didn't see the mummy leaving. Yeah, although they just think uh, Doc uh, Sir, Sir Joseph is his name. He just thinks that it was stolen, that the the mummy was stolen and the scroll was stolen. That's all he thinks is what happened. Yeah, well, that's what he says to himself, right? But he's he knows the ins- he knows the insane person told him that the mummy had moved, mm. and so he he doesn't actually do archaeology anymore. He left Cairo. He was like, ah, oh, fuck this shit. This is too whack for me. Um, but his son is still doing it, and uh, they they managed to get hold of a, a strange little little parchment mm. with the name of uh, one of the priestesses of ancient Egypt. Yes, they got it from a totally legitimate source. They got it from Ardeth Bey, who totally isn't the mummy. To- Ardeth Bey, 100%, not the mummy. He looks like a non-sus guy. That's right. He 
Boris Karloff just looks sus. Just him <laughs> as a person. He looks like, not a monster, but he looks like a guy who's hiding something really dark. Oh, absolutely. And so yeah, he is yeah, fucking yeah. perfect for this role. He's just like, well, I mean, no, he's not perfect for the role because he's white, but Ooh, he's Yeah, yeah, good job, Sandro, 10 out of, of 10. <laughs> Yeah, but also I feel like that's also partly his acting because he just stands there and sort of stares. Yes, and it's very menacing. Um, and uh, they're like, oh, hey, this priestess thing, when do you get this? And he's like, oh, just down the street, Gav. Just go down there and dig up the old princess. And they're like, oh, yeah? Let's go do that then. Let's go do it. I did like the line, I think it's when they're starting to do the excavation, they're like, the British Museum works for the cause of science, not for loot. And I was like, lol, no, they literally just (laughs) stole stuff. Ah, that's their whole motive is to just steal things. Let's just say that belongs in a museum, but not your museum, our museum. <laughs> it was just like, I was like, ah, oh, this movie, ha ha ha, British Museum, very funny. Uh, oh, there's the scene where he is resurrecting, well, he's trying to resurrect the princess um, in the sarcophagus in the museum and a guard finds him. That was cool. Yeah, and that's it, it's also interesting because while he's doing that, Meanwhile, in a ball somewhere, <laughs> a, a beautiful maiden uh, gets called by his enchantment because he's trying to resurrect Armin. Uh, what's what's her name? Ank Ezen Amun. Ank Ezen Amun. Yes. And uh, but she is actually like a direct descendant or some bullshit. Yes. Um, of their bloodline. And the living reincarnation mm, of that woman. That's right. So she is also called by his chanting, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, she she uh, she leaves and tries to get into the museum while he's doing uh, a little bit of, a little bit of murder in the museum. Yes, which does happen off screen, but the lead up to it was very cool. Um, She's trying to get into the museum. Frank sees her. They take her back to the doctor's house or whatever. Dr. Muller, who is, of course, the guy who knows everything about. um, Yeah, yeah. He's Van Helsing. That's, uh, you know, he's just Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Van, I'm going to only refer to him as Van Helsing from yeah, here on out. I think that's fair. So, yeah, Van Helsing hears her muttering ancient Egyptian words not spoken for 2,000 years. And it's like, hey, that's pretty sus. That's not all right. Why is this white lady spouting Egyptian words? So he takes her back to his house. Uh, he's like, Frank, keep an eye on her. And then Frank goes and falls in love with her and she's into it. Yeah, and I'm Fra- like, oh, cool, Frank all right. does more than keep an eye on her. He keeps his lips on her as well. He does indeed. <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a smooch, as it were. A bit of a forced love story in that he forces it. Yeah. But I'm also, I don't yeah, know. She- I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she's she is not incredibly into it, which was a little bit uncomfortable, but... Uh, she falls in love with him, so I guess. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> well, that's what the movie that's what the movie says, Sandro, and therefore it's true. That's right. And Frank, of course, the same actor, I forgot to bring it up at the start, he's the same actor who played John Harker in Dracula as well. So another reused cast ah, member. Same guy, same go. guy. Very attractive guy, makes sense, makes complete sense, I reckon. Uh he's very uh, attractive man, uh young, young I guess. fella. Young fella. Look, I would. Sure. Anyway, um, so... (laughs) 
So it's just a lot of, like, Imhotep trying to be like, you are the princess. And she's like, yes, I will do the thing with you. Oh, no, Frank, I'm, I love you, but I also love Imhotep. I'm, I'm being brainwashed. Well, because she's got the living incarnation of the ancient priestess inside her that uh, the mummy uses to summon forth so he can sort of speak to her. Yeah. And, like... They look into the magical pool, and we see a cutscene of uh, how we got here, which is that he was once the pharaoh's son. Yep, it's the same. I think it's the same as The Mummy Returns as well. It's the same thing, which is really cool, yeah. Uh, no. Because in The Mummy Returns, I believe he bangs the pharaoh's wife. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yes, you're right. Whereas in this, she's just a priestess, and his crime isn't banging a wife. No. His crime crime is trying to resurrect the dead. Yes. Yeah, because she dies, um, and then he tries to bring her back. Which, honestly, I feel like the resurrecting the dead is definitely a bit more taboo, definitely a bit more deserving of, like- a cruel death burial punishment compared thing? to just being a cuck yeah <laughs> yeah yeah to, well to cucking the pharaoh to be pharaoh. fair if i was the pharaoh i'd probably slap him with the the ancient death curse of fuck you death oh the scene though when he is getting like mummified alive that was that, Ooh, that was yeah, a good that was one terrifying all the wrapping over his face and shit i was like oh and he's like oh Apparently that sequence was originally a lot longer mm. um, and showed like the various forms and stuff of the princess being like reincarnated over the years, kind of similar to Mummy 2. Ooh, that would have been cool. But uh, none of that footage exists, unfortunately. <laughs> so anyway. Ah, that's a shame. I would have liked to have actually seen that like, like just in different costumes, this lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been fun. So uh, meanwhile, uh, the mummy- he gets a call from the British boys. They're like, oh, come, come, come have a little visit. Come over here. Come have a little visit. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so come visit. That's right. And then he's like, eh, what's this all about, huh? Yeah, what, what are you talking about, little sus of me? And then they're like, nah, chief, you're a mummy dog. And he's like, oh, you got me. Now I'm going to have to kill you. Give me my scroll. And uh, they're like, nah. We have a plan to, you know, b- burn the scroll if anything happens to us. And he's like, oh, you planned this one out. You got me this time, but I'll be back. And he leaves. Yeah, he goes to his magical wishing well to do a murder. And that was really cool. I, the magic wishing well is dumb, bad, silly, but I like it. It's funny. I like when, like, the dry ice comes off of it and then you kind of go towards it and then you see the image. It's cool. Yeah, like it's, a, it's a pensive, and pensives hold power. And he's using this power to murder old white people. Yeah, he murders he murders Dr. Van Helsing. Uh, no, I think Van Helsing lives. It's the dad who uh, dies first, right? Maybe it's the dad who dies. Yeah, yeah, it's the kid's dad, who then, I think he tries to burn the scroll while he's dying. Yeah. But he doesn't manage to, and then they make it, l- and then uh, the guard comes in and, like, steals the scroll but burns a newspaper and pretends like that is the scroll that was burned so they go oh he managed to burn the scroll in his last dying breaths well done but then they figure out oh no 
This wasn't the scroll he burned, it was a newspaper. So it was murder. It was stolen. It was stolen. That's another good fake out. There's a bunch of good fake outs in this movie that I'm being like, oh, we're starting to see some storytelling trickery being introduced a little bit more regularly now yeah. in these movies. I'm like, very nice, very nice. Not everything is surface level anymore. It's very good. I am enjoying it, quite frankly. Frank being the character <laughs> of the, the guy. <laughs> like Frank <laughs> in Stein. <laughs> oh, oh. It's all full circle. It all comes together. There's one last thing he needs. What does he need? What does he need, Zach? Tell me I don't remember. I watched this movie an hour ago. He needs those babes. Oh my God. He needs those girls. By babes, do you mean the beach babes? Or do you <laughs> mean the Dracula babes? Which babes are you talking about, Zach? Uh, no, I mean the ancient reincarnation of priestess babe. They're the babes I go for as well. <laughs> No, yeah. not I true. Mean, who, 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 could, who could deny? <laughs> um, but uh, so he uses his his mind powers to do like a calling to her. Yes, and so she's like torn between being like, "Hey, don't let me leave," and uh, "Hey, let me leave so I could go to him." That's right. So they have to like lock her in a room. To keep her from leaving. And she's constantly telling, like, the nurses, hey, please let me go. My, my friend, he's super rich. He'll give me lots of money. And they're like, haha, no, you said not to. Yeah. And she's like, nah, please. Please, though. Please, actually. Anyway, eventually she does leave, right? Yeah, eventually they're like, well, obviously you can't deny this calling. How about we use you like mm. Dumbledore mm. does to Harry Potter? Harry Potter, putting them gobble of fire in it. In it. They, they're like, all right, you get called by the mummy and we'll follow you when you do. But unfortunately, it doesn't quite work as they planned because the mummy uses the pensive once again, but this time on the sun. But the son doesn't quite die. He doesn't die. No, he doesn't but die. But he does. He gets. He gets put unconscious. Yes. And while he's unconscious, the lady escapes. She escapes. She goes to Imhotep, and it's it's the sacrifice room. He reveals. Hey, actually, I'm not gonna like resurrect her in you. I'ma just kill you and then resurrect you with her in you. And then she's like, oh, that's not what I signed up for. I didn't read the terms and conditions. This is bad, actually. Yeah, but also, the I'm pretty sure Ankhaseta Moon is inside her. And want, I, I think she wants to have this ritual to be reborn, right? Yes. I couldn't tell if it's she needs to be sacrificed for the princess's sarcophagus, like for the princess's mummified body to come back. But I don't think that's it. I think he's going to kill her and then bring her back with the princess as the main thing. And she's like, wait a minute, but I'm also that other person. Please don't kill me. I don't want to die. Eh, tough. You're going to die anyway. Meanwhile, the boys, the British boys, they come in. They're like, oh, you mummy man, stop trying to sacrifice my girl. We're going to stop you. But then the mummy's like, ha, I'm a freeze ya. I'm freezing you with my magic mm, powers. Get frozen, Magic nerds. mind powers. And we see those glowing eyes yes. zoom up on the face. And it's like, oh. Get frozen, nerds. But while they're getting frozen by Imitation, Helen's like, I'm going to pray to Isis. I'm going to pray to Isis. And then she does that in front of a statue of Isis and Zack. The statue Isis, the, 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 the Isis statue moves in it. And there's a ray comes out of the ankh. And it, oh my God, it makes, it makes Imhotep turn into a mummy again. 
Oh, absolutely. Icest iced him. Yeah, fuck yeah. Kapow. Down and down. Pretty cool. And he turns into a mummy. Oh, great effect, him turning into the mummy, by the way. That was really good. I also liked the sound design of him crumbling as well. That was yeah, great. yeah, yeah. It was, it was, so you see him, like, just sort of stand this almost stunned, and then, like, the layers of makeup, like, slowly appear as he sort of shrivels and gets older, and then he turns into a mummy, and then he turns into a skeleton, and then, like, off-screen, you hear just collapsing bones. Just collapsing bone. And we also see <laughs> the, the scroll is being burned as well. Oh, yes, and the scroll lights a flame. As Isis is like, enough of this fucking shit with the scroll. Burn. Fuck. I mean, based. Why didn't they do that to the Book of the Dead? Like, honestly, just burn that shit. Oh, because they worked for the British Museum and they wanted to keep it. Yes. That's why. Money, first off. And second off, I think the pharaohs might have wanted it just in case, you know? True. For emergencies, you know? So then, as the movie comes to a close, we've got nice, romantic, hopeful music. Frank goes to Ellen and is like, come back to the world of the living, just as you, just as Helen, not as the princess. And just as they're about to kiss, the music fades out and the movie ends. Yep. The music just kind of fades halfway through the song. Yeah. Very big potentially that the ending just doesn't exist. And so we saw as much of it as we could see. But I did find that quite funny how the, the music just fades. And then we get, this was a universal picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. And I was like, oh, wait, the, that's it. The movie's d- What? Not as bad as the Frank. I think the Frankenstein ending is still the worst one because it's <laughs> yeah. just like, ha ha, I'm going into the, the place with my wine. End of movie. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, that was an ending though. Where this didn't even have an ending. This just ended. Yeah. At least the Frankenstein had an ending, a bad ending, but an ending. This one didn't even have an ending. It just ended. So yeah, but probably ha- not having an ending was better than having a bad ending. So I agree. But anyway, that's the whole movie. Uh, it's good stuff. Again, we just spoiled the whole thing, but it's fun. It's fun. Um, worth watching with a group of friends, I think. You can kind of make fun of it a little bit. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Get some of the boys. What's some Monster Squad? Oh, yeah, man. Don't know why you're from. <laughs> love me some Drac. Talking like you're from New Zealand? Is that what? I, I mean, you are. I don't know what accent this is, but it's turning into New Zealand now that you mention it. That's right. In it. I'm going to go fuck a couple... Sheep. I'm British, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's so... oh, you saved it in the end, though. Oh, it's. I just. I don't. Anyway, look. There's a. There's a lot of people which cannot resist the allure of sheep. Gross. Australia, British. I don't want to talk New about Zealand. this. Actually, I don't want to talk about this. We're going to go to an ad. We're going to an ad. Fuck this. I just, uh. no. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Fearful Jesuit. Well, that's my pseudonym at least. I keep my identity secret because I'm the host of a show called The Paranoid Strain. 
which takes a skeptical view of conspiracy theories. And some conspiracy theory fans are a tad touchy about that subject. My show is designed to help make sense of the insane ideas that seem to pop up constantly these days. Where do they come from? Why do people believe them? And how does their belief impact the rest of us? I'm inviting you to check out a very special episode we recently launched. It's a concept album about living through the year 2020 in a very conspiracy-addled United States of America, featuring a full voice cast and dozens of original songs by our show's dedicated band, the Paranoid Strain Orchestra. It's called 9116, and it's available now in all of your favorite podcast apps. Just look up the Paranoid Strain and click on the logo with the terrified eyeball. All right, let's come up with a remake of this movie. Kind of hard to do, seeing as there's already, yeah, so many remakes. There's one from the 40s that then ended with the Abbott and Costello film. There's a trilogy of those. There's the British Hammer Horror films from uh, 59, started in 59. Um, Haven't seen those. I think Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee are the leads, Mm. which is pretty cool. Christopher Lee is the mummy. Like, Sauron is the mummy. Fuck yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah. But then, of course, the Brendan Fraser one and then the Tom Cruise remake. There's a bunch of remakes. But uh, obviously, the, the Tom Cruise one completely bombed. So it makes sense that Hollywood would try and make another movie. So that's what we're making. Zach, what sort of... What do you want this to be? Horror? Straight horror. Kind of like the Invisible Man. Do we just go straight horror? Oh, yeah. I could I could do straight horror. Um... Yeah, straight horror, I guess, but with a with an overarching plot of we've got we, we still want our intrepid adventurers. Yep, yep, yep. We want a Frank, and we want a a Doctor Norton. Do we want a Joseph as well, a dad? I want I want to switch the uh, genders though. Mm. I want to do a, a sneaky gender switch. We have the main adventurer is the lady, right? Yeah, and then the love interest of the mummy is Remy Malik. Oh, Frank is played by Rami Malek, and he's the princess. Yeah, he's the princess in this scenario, right? But obviously, like, a priest or something, you know. So Rami Malek is Frank slash the reincarnated priest, because we could just use the same names. We could just use the same names. That's fine. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. Okay, so then for the mummy, then, who, who, ooh, that's, ooh, 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 who would be a good mummy? Who played uh, Wonder Woman? Gal Gadot. I don't think she's scary though. Is she? She's no. Not- but she's she's she could be imposing, right? She could be strong, right? How about what about like Michelle Rodriguez? I mean, she's she's Hispanic, but I think Gal Gadot could probably be okay in that role. I I like. She's tall enough. Yeah, that's 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 what I was thinking of. Like, she could just be big and we get a bit of makeup, bit of CGI, you know. We could even have it be kind of the same as this movie where, like, you think she's helping them and then she reveals that she's actually, like, the mummy. Ah, oh, yeah, we could make it a big twist that she's the mummy the whole time. Mm. She could be very nice up until it's revealed that she was the- Ah, oh, yeah, because in The Mummy uh, with Brendan Fraser- it's, you know, it's the whole horror comes from, like, you know, the mummy gets resurrected and we have to fight the mummy and do all this. Whereas we don't know who the mummy is in this version, right? We could have the curse, right? And the curse is taking hold of the land and so they need to go find the scroll of life or whatever. Yeah. Or they're told they need to do that. Yeah. By Gal Gadot. Yeah. Right? 
yeah. to stop the curse from happening, but she's actually the one causing it, and it's like a twist villain situation. Mm. Boom. There we go. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Okay, so then who's Helen? Who's the adventurer? Who's the intrepid adventurer well, who's going to stop this? Then you could have Michael Rod- Rodriguez. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, I know you, uh, you, you wanted that one, but I think she'd be a strong female lead. I really like Michelle Rodriguez. She's uh, one of the only uh, current good things about the Fast and Furious franchise, aside from John Cena. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I will put Michelle Rodriguez in as Helen. Um, we've got to recast Van Helsing. Mm. Van Helsing has to be recast. Uh, who is a Van Helsing type? Do we want to go for the older Van Helsing route? And by Van Helsing, we, of course, mean Dr. Muller. But anyway. Yeah, I think we go for the slightly older. Maybe not super old. Yeah? But I have the perfect man for this job. Oh, no. It's Danny DeVito, isn't it? No! Oh, no! Okay. Why okay. would you go Danny? What? You can't see just Danny DeVito for every male role, Sandro. You can't keep doing this to these episodes. Unbelievable, Sandro. I can't believe. No, I want Hugh Jackman. I want Hugh Jackman this Van Helsing. Could be funny, fuck it. No, it's funny. It is funny. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. if Hugh Jackman plays the role that the guy who was Van Helsing. That I, I and also like that makes sense because he's kind of like a bit older now as well. Yeah, yeah. But hear me out. He was also a school teacher. Mm. He literally. So him as a professor makes sense. That makes complete sense. He's literally had. He's literally been a school teacher before, so that's very funny. And we could recast the dad, but I want to recast Ralph instead, the dumb kid who dies at the start of the movie. Oh, yeah, we could just have a cameo of whoever we wanted. Like, famous actor, it's like, oh, it's this character, but they die immediately. Because they they trigger the curse. (laughs) Chris Pine. (laughs) He's, you know, he's in Wonder Woman as well. Have Chris Pine show up. He starts the curse and then dies. (laughs) He'd do it. He he would 100% do it. Chris Pine. Oh, that would be so... Yeah, I mean, he's already done similar things. Yeah. But like that, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He should definitely be there. And it's like... He seems like the intrepid adventurer, but then he cracks open this curse and like millions of beetles pour out and he just gets eaten by them like <laughs> like a storm of them and his face gets melted off and it's like oh yeah well hmm. i don't know who would be good as a director i mean i'm trying to think like if chris pine and gal gadot are in it we could go patty jenkins but she is better at action i don't think she's really done horror before yeah um my idea was that it's sort of an adventure right where yeah. you've got gal gadot and What's her name? Michelle Rodriguez, yeah. Uh, going through these ancient temples and whatever, you know. Yeah, to try and find something, and then it's like, oh, Gal Gadot's actually the bad guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, like, Gal Gadot's the expert mm. on, like, Egyptian affairs, and that's why she's on this trip. But during the trip, they have, like, a couple of red-shirted individuals. Yes. Yes, as it were. Who directed Kong Skull Island? Oh, yeah, exactly like Kong Skull Island. That's what I want to do. Yeah, like a horror slash Skull Island situation. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Uh, It's like this adventuring group that gets picked off one by one. uh, We don't want him. We don't want We don't want him. No, no, bad guy, actually. Um, (laughs) Like, what I want is, like, you're feeling tense because they're this group of adventurers, right? Yeah. That need to... 
um, stop this curse, which is permeating Cairo and potentially the rest of the world. It's spreading where like horrible things are happening to people. You could you could throw some like seven plagues of Egypt sort of thing. Get some frogs in there, you know. Shit's happening, and they have to go through these temples, fighting against horrible monsters and spirits and other things. I, ooh, actually, how about we go for Nia DaCosta, who directed Candyman from last year. She's doing the Marvels. Mm. She's doing the Marvel film, the, the Marvels. But Candyman looked really good. Like, that was visually a very cool movie which I think we would probably want for something like this. And then also she's doing the Marvels, which means she knows how to work with some some action-type stuff. Absolutely. I think that could be a good choice. Sounds like a good choice to me. I agree. There we go. That's our remake of The Mummy, and that comes to an end, our episode on The Mummy. Wowee, what a time. I can't wait to see what we do next week. I'll pick it in a second. But first, Zach, fuck, we did an episode on Deuce Bigelow. It's up now on Patreon. Listen to it, I guess. I hate that we did that. We're doing the second (laughs) one in two weeks, and I hate that as well. Anyway. It was juicy and bigger loaded. Gross. (laughs) Disgusting. Uh, uh, but uh, we're also on uh, Instagram at OldieBuddyGoodyPod there and on Facebook for updates on new episodes. Plus, if you want to see like the recast, I make cool little image things about who we recast. You can have a look at that if you want. Uh, we'll be on TikTok eventually, probably. Who knows? Probably not. I don't know. So so much effort. I we're we're busy. Hey, um, there's other things. Uh, Patreon.com, as we mentioned, for ad-free bonus episodes and all the stuff and things and comedy festival right now go out and see stuff i guess uh and uh i think that's i think that's everything i don't know zach are you streaming yet when are you streaming start streaming i don't know you stream i'm busy yeah yeah that's right no you got a good point i should probably stream yeah (laughs) true all right all right uh we'll do 1933 next year next year next week oh my god <laughs> all right gotta begin flash time for me to pick a movie from 1933 i'm having a look here now oh the vampire bat oh the vampire bat i'm sure that wasn't capitalizing on anything villagers start dying of blood loss and priests are like vampires doing it maybe Ooh, mm. duck soup <laughs> Oh, that's the popular. That's the popular uh, Marx Brothers one. That's that yep, one's really that's good. That one's one. really good. That one's the the one that everybody talks about. So uh, that would be a good one to do. But what about murders in the zoo? A zoologist is jealous of his beautiful, unfaithful wife and is going to do some murders to keep her. Murders in a zoo. Forty Second Street. Uh, the leading lady of a Broadway musical breaks her ankle. She is replaced by a young, unknown actress who becomes the star of the show. I think I've seen a remake of that. Oh my god, a study in Scarlet? Studied Sherlock Holmes, study in Scarlet. Oliver Twist, the Invisible Man, too? Oh yeah, my god. I was about to say, we're on this uh, ho- uh, you know, horror man vibe. Maybe we could do the Invisible Man, you know? Oh, wait a second. What? Horror man vibe, monster movie vibe. I mean, The Invisible Man, not really a monster movie, but The Mummy was. As discussed, yes. And you know what is a big monster? Whoa. A big boy monster? Uh, Trump. Ch- uh, 
Lakeshore, but also King Kong. King oh, Kong. King Kong. Yeah. King Kong. Oh, yeah. We should absolutely do King Kong. Is this the original King Kong, the first movie? It is the first film in the King Kong franchise, 1933. And oh, what the fuck is this? What? What is Son of Kong? What? Did they make a sequel the same year? There's that they 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 made a sequel the same year. They made a sequel the same year. I oh <laughs> hey Sajo. What? Sajo. Yeah. Would it be funny if we did Kong and the sequel, Son of Kong, I... as a as a double feature? You wanna do a King Kong double feature? Well, cause cause I want to see the first movie, right? I want to see the original Kong, obviously, but I'm also very curious as to see the Son of Kong. Oh my movie. god, this looks fucking horrible. <laughs> this looks terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, you know what happened? You know exactly what happened. The first movie was really successful, so they pumped out a sequel immediately to bank off the success. It's terrible. That's exactly what happened. Fuck it. All right. Next week, we're doing King Kong, and then probably- And then also Son of Kong. Um, (laughs) Is it a bonus battle, or are we just doing two films? I think this is a- a double feature. It would be unfair to do a bonus battle between a film that's going to be good and something that definitely Yeah, yeah, something that's going to be terrible. No, I think this is a double feature. All right. We'll do a double feature then next week on the podcast, King Kong. Uh, but speaking of King Kong, you've got a King gone out of that body. Oh. All right. I'll leave you alone with this uh, fully metal uh, guitarist. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. Can't wait for metal. <laughs> oh, gross. The, the, oh, my wow. God. Where did that guitar come out of? <laughs> that felt r- 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 radical. I think that went into my l- 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 lungs. Went into the lungs. Dude, you're such a cool party rocker. Yes, what a cool man over there. Oh, my God. There's old people walking. But Oh, my goodness. Can you hear that in the distance, party rocker man? Uh, what? Oh, the cops, the cops, they've realized that we broke into the museum and they're going to come and arrest you because I'm out of here. I'm framing you. I'm framing you. Wow, that's totally uncool of you, man. What the fuck? Hey, that old man looks just like you, by the way. Oh, it's my grand, it's my great, great, great grandfather. Or it's just a random guy. He doesn't really look like you that much. No, I I don't know why you said, oh, maybe I'm him reincarnated. Maybe that's what's going on here. I think you're full of shit. I'm very confused. (laughs) Anyway, I'm framing you. The cops are coming. I'm going to frame you because that's the most rocker thing that a rocker man can do is get taken in by the cops. I'm going to book it. Bye. (laughs) Oh, no, he's running. Well, me too. Let's quickly open up the portal. Hey, orphan, get in that portal right now. Get in there. Get in the portal. What's going on? Does anybody have any money for bread? This is a really high stakes outro for some reason. Anyway, I'm out of here. Goodbye. I'll see you next week. Woo. She a nice young man. Oh, you're not all right. What's going on in here? Hey, there's been a break in the museum. You, old man, you're the only person left here. So I'm forced to arrest you. You're coming with me. Oh, no. This is a turn of events that I did not expect.